Hello, and welcome to Career Talk with OG, where we empower you so opportunities come to you. Through our series of podcasts, we will give you relevant, practical, actionable career tips and strategies. We believe that through the act of storytelling, we can deliver relatable and authentic talks that allow listeners to gain real-world insight into the career journeys of industry professionals. With our very own Sasson, we bring to you Career Talk with OG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Career Talk with OG. Today, it's going to be a little different because we're in a little bit of a different place right now, or at least Oscar is. So before I really kick things off, hello, welcome, good evening, good morning, good night, depending what part of the world you are tuning in from. Today, we're going to do things a little differently. We're going to have Carlos with us today, and he's going to be kicking things off and kind of getting more into life from Silicon Valley to Puerto Vallarta. So all you, Carlos. Hey, thanks, Angelica. Hey, good afternoon and good evening for where you rejoin. Uh, thanks for joining us today. As Angelica said, we're doing a little bit different. Today, uh, I get to uh, be a co-host with Oscar. Um, and, you know, one of the things we want to talk about today is just really how the workplace is changing. Um, we're going to talk about some of the pros and cons about, uh, you know, the environment that we're in today. Um, I'll talk a little bit about my story and some of the moving I've done, uh, both within the company as well as physically from a home space. And also we'll hear from Oscar about what motivated him to make the leap. So Oscar, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're at? Yeah. So first of all, Carlos, listen, I, uh, I'm, I'm in Puerto Vallarta and I've made a huge life changing decision to, um, you know, what I refer to as uh, multinational uh, living and working. And, you know, when I was thinking about like, how can we kick this off? Uh, honestly, you came to mind. And the reason is because part of your story, one is, you know, you're born in Mexico in your career journey, you've, you've risen to and accomplished many things. And in fact, you know, right now uh, in your role, you've traveled quite a bit back and forth to Mexico and other areas. And you understand the nuances, the challenges, the opportunities and so forth. So I'm excited and I, I really, really, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for um, co-hosting uh, today's career coach. So I appreciate it, my friend. No, no, definitely, definitely an honor, Oscar. Uh, thanks for having me and thanks for thinking of me. And yeah, to your point, um, you know, for those of you that, that don't know me, um, my name is Carlos Casada. I currently work for Arua Networks, which is part of Steel uh, Attacker Enterprise. I run, uh, I run the customer success group there. And to Oscar's point, boy, born and raised in Mexico, came to the US, I was 13, and really uh, feel blessed. Uh, my, my, my career opportunities came from the fact that I've been, I, I, I was bilingual. And so I spent quite a bit of time traveling into Latin America and the Caribbean, supporting a lot of the efforts there for most of the companies. So um, definitely a topic that's near and dear to my heart and, and looking forward to uh, learning more about, uh, like I said, what what really, uh, what was the tipping point, Oscar, that motivated you to move to, to, to make that leap? So definitely, uh, like I say in Spanish, envia de la buena, you know, I think, I think it's something that a lot of us would like to have the the, the cojones to do, and I, and I applaud you, brother, for doing it. Thank you, thank you. But uh, you know what, Carlos, to, to your point, um, as far as what, what prompted me to do it, quite frankly, you know, so I, I uh, in February, I uh, my parents are from, uh, and my, I have a 
my family is from Zacatecas, from more specifically Jerez, Zacatecas, central part of Mexico, for those of you that are not familiar. And um, in, uh, in February, I came to visit my family. And uh, you know, growing up, we always, my, my family, my parents, whenever we came to Mexico, we always went to go to our family, to Zacatecas. And that's all we knew, right? Zacatecas, Zacatecas. And it's a beautiful area. Uh, uh, and, but in February of this year, after visiting my family, um, came to Puerto Vallarta and for the very first time, my brother had been out here. He convinced me to come out uh, to Puerto Vallarta. So I'm like, okay, let's check it out. And uh, part of it was because we're remote. I mean, the work that I do, the consulting, the training uh, work that I do is online. And so I'm like, you know what? I've been seeing people do like these, you know, be digital nomads or working remotely. Let me just try it out. And so I did. I was able to do every, uh, my entire work, everything that I do from Zacatecas, from Puerto Vallarta. But the other thing, too, that I did is, is that my cousin who lives in Zacatecas, one day I just opened up my laptop, popped open the Excel spreadsheet, and I just started asking him questions about like, Right, cousin, how much do you pay for electricity, for water, for food, for housing, for transportation, all the stuff, you know, these type of things. And when I did the math, I'm like, I was blown away because I'm a visual person. I looked at the Excel spreadsheet and I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally could save 50 to 60%, reduce my, my expenses by 50 to 60% moving to Mexico versus Silicon Valley, the Bay Area. And buddy, I mean, you and I, I mean, you know, we know how expensive it is in the Bay Area uh, to live out there. And it's beautiful. I mean, I've lived in the Bay Area for 46 years. And so I just like, wait a minute, what the heck am I doing? But here's the thing too. It's not, it's not necessarily like moving permanently, but it's really the opportunity to live here for a period of time go back to the Bay Area, be there for a period of time, and then do this. Buddy, you know what? I mean, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like a modern-day bracero, dude. That's what I am, dude. A modern-day bracero, dude. That's what I am, dude, because that's what my dad was, man. He was a bracero, dude. I am a, I, I, I am a digital bracero, dude. That's what I am. Well, not only that, Oscar, but have you considered the fact that you could be a reverse bracero? I mean, think about it. Um, <laughs> one, one of the things that... Um, one of the things that I'm uh, also very conscious about in the space that I'm in is that, you know, uh, I have I have a uh, I have a I'm, I feel fortunate to be able to participate in, you know, some pretty massive digital transformation happening here in the company. And when I talk to, you know, as you mentioned earlier, I used to travel quite a bit in Mexico and have a lot of friends that I built over the years. Um, these concepts are just starting to really evolve in Mexico. And so I, I actually think, you know, we haven't talked about this, but I do think you have a huge opportunity to take lessons learned from what you've done here in the Bay Area and share that, you know, with my 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 hermanos from Guadalajara, which happens to be the Silicon Valley in Mexico, right? So, so I'm of the opinion that, you know, you might be thinking about this the wrong way. I don't think you're going anywhere, man. I think there's definitely an opportunity for folks to, uh, to learn from OG down in Guadalajara in local language and talk about, you know what's happening here and and you know as 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 you've demonstrated right um 
the, the need to be close to these massive, you know, huge campuses to be able to work is starting to become less and less. More and more of my colleagues are picking up and moving out because we have the flexibility to work remote. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like the concept of the digital bracero, but like I said, don't, don't assume it always means you have to come back here to deliver. I think you can do quite a bit over in Mexico as well. Yeah. You know what? You're right, because um, one of the things in, in uh, actually in 2019, I had the opportunity to come to Leon Guanajuato to do a training for um, start some start, uh, some professors that mentor startups. And Leon Guanajuato, um, like uh, Guadalajara, is a huge like tech mecca. And uh, as I'm listening to you, you got a point, my friend. You're right. You got a point. You know, I mean, if you think about it, we have obviously Silicon Valley, you know, out in Utah. I forget what it's called. Silicon something down in, you know, in Southern California, Silicon, something else. But why not call it over here? Silicon Vallarta or whatever. You know, <laughs> type of thing. Make sure you bring me back a shirt that says that. Um, <laughs> It's hilarious. So Chantel, uh, shout out to Chantel. She says you're gonna make Mexico's cost of living go up. That's hilarious. That's a <laughs> hey, Chantel, yeah, it's Chantel. If that happens, uh, you know what? Let's not turn a problem. Let's not turn a goal into a problem. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so let me let me ask. Right. So, so um, while you're in Mexico, are you leveraging that? as an opportunity to maybe recenter or refocus yourself and, and kind of better align to what you're trying to do here? Or are you actually looking at um, engaging locally down there as well? You know what? Yes, I am locally. In fact, actually, you know what? It, it goes, um, when you make a decision and you put your heart, mind, and soul into something, you know, some people say it's in universe. Listen, it's God for me, okay? I don't give a rip what you believe in. You can believe in a pet rock, okay? That's not my point. But for me, the, uh, honestly, God, true story. The, the Friday before, because I've only been here for about a week, okay? The Friday before I flew out, I got an email from the U.S. Embassy in Mexico asking me to do a, a workshop for them. And I'm like, what more of a sign can there be that there is opportunities here in Mexico? And I mean, Angelica knows this. I mean, last September, we uh, opened up uh, to do some virtual trainings in Latin America. And um, I'm very I'm very blessed that I, I am, as you, fully bilingual and bicultural, and therefore I'm able to leverage that and bring that training here to Mexico. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's actually great. So, is your are you planning on uh, on commuting back and forth? Are you still keeping up with the engagements on this side? What, what's your plan there? Yeah, no, I, I definitely am. I mean, uh, listen, I was born in I was born in Riverside, Southern California, right? And a month after I was born, we moved back to Zacatecas, lived there until I was five, and then we came back to California, i.e., the Bay Area. And honestly, I mean, I lived in the Bay Area for forty six years. In fact. The hood, the neighborhood that I live in, in, in Mountain View, been there for, I think it's like 38 years, okay? Which, Carlos, you and I know that in Silicon Valley, living in the same place, 
for that long is rare because it's very transient. You know, Silicon Valley is very transient. But uh, no, I, absolutely. My plan is again to go back uh, and forth. That's why, you know, I this whole digital nomad or at least here in Puerto Vallarta, there's a lot of uh, expatri uh, expatriates, uh, Americans and Canadians that are like retiring. Dude, you know what? At a chingada with retiring, dude. I'm like, I'm not here to <laughs> retire, dude. I'm here to like, you know, kick butt, take no prisoners, and uh, you know, and go back and forth between Silicon Valley uh, and Puerto Vallarta. Basically, SV to PV, dude. Uh, we'll know. We'll know you made the leap to retire when you pick up and you move to San Miguel de Allende with the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. So that, that's great. Um, I had a couple of other questions for you, Oscar. So um, uh, one of the things that comes to mind is right. So you know, is there anything that you have to consider, like from a from a work permit perspective? So if you go to Mexico and you start working, is there anything you have to do differently to to start working down there, how does that work? You know what, that's a great question. So um, here's the thing. So from my standpoint, uh, by the way, dude, I'm looking at the beach right now and I just saw like, I think it was a dolphin or whale just like like doing this thing. Like what the hell? Like, that's crazy. It's like crazy. So, so Okay, so in my situation, so in my situation, because of the fact, you know, that um, I'm going to be here for less than six months, right? It, you know, your your work visa or not work visa, but you know, your your visa or passport or whatever you want to call it, allows you the opportunity to be here for max six months and no big deal. So, um, you know, it's 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 really no different than what a lot of families did during the pandemic. Um, in fact, actually, true story, my uh, my brother. His uh, uh, one of it, uh, one of his uh, uh, his son uh, classmates, his parents uh, went to Italy, and th and they've been there during, during the pandemic and so forth, and you know whatever the parents have been working remote, and so from that standpoint, it really is no issue, you know, just coming down coming down here and being here for for you know six months or less. Obviously, if you're going to stay longer, then yes, there's some issues with visa and. and work permit and all that type of stuff uh, that uh, that you need to uh, uh, focus on. But again, from my standpoint, I always want to make sure that I keep my my post, my connections with Silicon Valley. And so therefore, you know, the, uh, the, the going back and forth. Okay, no, that makes sense. So, you know, the topic of today is really around, you know, um, uh, you know, this new way of working. And obviously, you know, you moved to Puerto Vallarta, but as we talked about to get ready for many people who are moving, maybe not out of country, but one of the things that we are seeing, you know, is uh, I, I have, I'm hearing uh, from a lot of my friends over in Dallas that there's a lot of Californians coming up in Dallas, right? Um, and also a lot of folks uh, moving to areas that we normally wouldn't have considered before, but just the, the, the dollar per square foot is very, very attractive, right? And so, uh, so just, you know, in my example, um, you know, I, I would say a moment of subconscious brilliance. Um, I actually had moved out to Tracy, um, which is about 40 miles outside of the Bay Area um, in November um, of 2019. I was commuting, I was commuting um, between Tracy and, and the Bay Area through the ACE trains, you know, an hour and 20 every morning and every afternoon. I really had some time for myself, right? And now 
with COVID, um, you know, a lot of companies have already stated that we won't go back to a, a, the, the office the way we had before. They'll have community desks that you can go in and, and, and leverage for the day, but you're not expected to be there every day. So, so I think, um, you know, without going to the extreme, I think what we'll find many of the people that are probably on the LinkedIn right now can probably attest to is that there is an opportunity for us to think different about how we show up. Yes. Um, you know, one experience I wanted to share was, um, you know, uh, I've been I've been essentially in this office for the last year and a half or so, uh, working, you know, 12, 14 hours a day, like many of, uh, of us are. And, um, you know, it's it's very hard to, 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 um, to adjust to because, you know, one of the things that, that I hear a lot is that, you know, home is a center of refuge where you normally would go to get away from work. And, yeah. and work is usually a sense of a place that you relate with anxiety or, or stress, right? We all kind of relate to the Monday morning feeling of dragging, working, walking away to work. And now what's happened is those two have become the same, right? Your, your mind yes. has a hard time distinguishing the difference yes. and you don't have that sense of refuge. So in my case, I, I really needed a break, um, probably against, you know, health, health, world health organization rules. My wife and I decided to uh, get up and leave for a week just because we needed a break. And so we actually went and got an Airbnb in Mexico City for about a week and a half. Um, and what we did is make sure that we had an Airbnb that had Wi-Fi. Um, I worked, you know, Mexico City hours, which is two hours ahead of here. So I was waking up at the same time I would normally hear, um, but I was wrapping up pretty soon. So um, it gave me an opportunity to spend the afternoon with my wife in our area um, and just really get a chance to escape, right? And so yes. um, that's kind of along the same lines, you know, an opportunity for all of us to consider is, with vaccinations starting to, 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 to wind up and more people getting vaccinated and things starting to open up. Yes. You don't necessarily have to move to Puerto Vallarta, but there are <laughs> to, um, to maybe think differently, right? You know, I'm, I'm hoping that in August, um, I'll be able to do something like that again. It's my wife's anniversary and I'm hoping to maybe go to Miami for a week and a half and do the same thing, right? It's, it's an opportunity where you can really work from anywhere as long as you have good internet connection. You'd still be able to deliver and 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 maybe explore a little bit different. Yeah, you know what, Carlos? Thank you for bringing that up because the key thing from what I from what I got from what you just said is we need to think differently. We need to open our minds to, to different possibilities because you know during this pandemic, I mean, I've been cooped up at home like virtually, uh, you know, like almost everyone else, right? Like I got to know my, my bathroom, my living room and my kitchen and bedroom really well, right? <laughs> and, 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 and it's like, it, it just became a routine. Like the only time I went out was either go visit, you know, family or grocery shopping, whatever, you know, and, 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 and the thing is, is that I realized like, wait a minute, you know, if like today, and, and again, I don't mean this in terms of rubbing it in anyone's face. Not at all. It's just that the opportunities are, and I've taken it. Like I literally have a Wi-Fi. Let me let me see if I can pull this up. I got this like little like orange dot right here, which is my hotspot signal, which is allows me to connect right now to our LinkedIn Live. I'm literally at the beach at a table, seeing the sunset go down. And it's like, what do I want to do? Stare at my, you know, like my weeds growing in the backyard or looking at the sunset coming down at the ocean, right? And it's, again, it's opening up our mind to different possibilities. And I know some of us are married, have kids, we can't do it. 
but my friend, you have kids and look what you're, you know, what you've chosen to do and what you're doing. It's just about opening up our mind to different options, possibilities. It's like, we need to like think outside of the box. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. At least, at least for me, it's 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 giving me, it's giving an opportunity to really, um, like I said, you know, consider, consider getaways that at a much longer rate. So before, and it's funny that we needed a pandemic to think about this because this has always been, yes, right. This has always been there, right? We've always had the yes. opportunity. In my case, I could have chosen to have done this before and work remote, and nobody would have noticed, right? But we all had that kind of mentality that you got to show up, you got to be present, right? Um, and so for me now, you know, um, as I look at the calendar for next year and kind of only to plan for vacations, I'm actually considering inserting a couple of kind of you know remote work getaways, right? To, to be able yes. to get away and recenter. And you know, um, a lot of us um, we we kind of have an idea of what the different kind of cycles are during our during our year of when we have to do like those QBRs when you start having to do budgeting. And maybe we should go in and get away for those couple of weeks to really make make sure that we're not distracted and we have better opportunity to strategize what we got to do for the next year, right? So, um, like I said, that those are those are huge opportunities that we could all leverage. Yes, yes, yeah, no, big time. You know, the other thing too, uh, uh, that um, I've gotten from some some people is here's the thing. Sometimes I think, and I'm speaking here from my from a Mexican perspective here right so think about this my my parents left mexico to the to go to the u.s in pursuit of a better life and i have returned to mexico for to achieve that better life right to live a better life and the thing is is that oftentimes whether we are first generation third generation fourth generation 10th generation, we have this misconception of returning back to our home country, in this case, Mexico, that it's whatever, it's dangerous, or how am I gonna make a living, or this and that, whatever. And it goes back to your point about opening up our mind and possibilities, right, that, that we can do. Like, think about this. If, if, our, if, our, if our child came to us and said, Mom, Dad, I can't do and pick whatever it is because of this, this, and that. Would we not speak positive into them? Would we not encourage them? Would we not try to open their mind so that they can see the different options that are available to them so that they can pursue their dream and goal? Of course the answer is yes. So why is it that when we come in a, we'll become an adult, nos cerramos de la mente, why do we close our mind to the possibility it's like, dude, that's why I tell people I'm 52 years old, dude. I'm going to live to 150 years old and I'm going to be, I'm going to die either with no regrets or very little regrets, or I'm going to die tr uh, attempting achieving my dreams, dude. I'm a possibility thinker. Yeah. Yeah. I know I, I do, you know, like in my case, Oscar, right? So um, I, I immigrated from Mexico, right? So I came here with my parents, right? And it's a funny, I always joke with my parents because in Spanish, we have this saying that says, queremos norte, right? When, when yes. we're, all, we're all, you know, stuck working hard, doing stuff that, you know, isn't, isn't that great, right? We say, well, queremos norte, this is what we were looking for. Yes. But in my case, I tell my parents, well, 
Yo no quería, ustedes me trajeron. You guys brought me, right? <laughs> hey, I'm with you there. I'm with you every there. Time, every time I go back, we're like, God, you know, why, why'd we leave, right? But then you realize you're on vacation, right? You're not necessarily working. But one of the things that, one of the things that I also, um, going back and reflect on what you just said is, I think from the immigrant mentality, I think that um, we're all we're all trained to survive first. And, yes, and yes, the yes. point comes where you can leave that survivalistic instinct behind because you know you've you've kind of made it, right? I'm not saying that you're multimillionaire, but at the same yeah. time you can indulge a little bit, right? And and yes. I think that um, a lot of times we we don't reflect back to to realize that it's okay to maybe take the take the foot off the pedal a little bit and realize that you can do some of these things that normally you know you couldn't, right? So. I think there's probably something there where with regards to like that survivalistic mentality where you you're very protective of like what what you what you have what you built and the other thing too is you know unfortunately i would say many of our people are really afraid of change right yeah. and they adapt yeah. very well to that and so you know i've always been of the mindset that i've you know everything i do i've always tried to kind of break the stereotype and the stigmatism right um yes one of the reasons i took up scuba diving is because everybody in my family <laughs> thought i was crazy and one of the first <laughs> I always get is, aren't you afraid of sharks? And I was like, I'm six foot three. They should be afraid of me. Right? <laughs> but, um, but you know what? I'll, but what I will tell you, Oscar, is every time I was on a dive boat, I actually sewed, sewed in the Mexican flag into my BCD because oh. there's so very few Mexicans that actually speak with that. I, yes. find myself, I find myself on boats with people from Australia, from Europe, from South Africa. <laughs> and I want them to walk away that day remembering that that day they don't react to people. Because <laughs> people don't show up to things like that. Why? Because we're too busy surviving, right? Yes, yes. But you see, this is why I love you, Carlos. Dude, because what, one of the things I got this crazy idea. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to learn how to surf, dude. I'm going to be the first Mexican like surfer that's going to surf the Mavericks, dude. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to surf the Mavericks, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Man. The Mavericks, Junior. Mavericks Jr. <laughs> that might be the last Mavericks I serve. <laughs> uh, hey, Angelica, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. What about you from your standpoint? What are your thoughts here? Well, thank you. I was actually going to piggyback off of Carlos's survivalist instinct, which I think is very interesting, especially since um, we've been also talking about COVID and this whole, you know, it took COVID to, for a lot of people to realize, hey, I can work remote. I can yeah. work remote, you know, from a different country, from a different city, yeah. a different state. And Oh my gosh, sorry, real quick. That water is beautiful. I can't wait really to visit you. <laughs> I have booked my flight <laughs> already. Um, but yes, I definitely think that a lot of us were in survivalist mode during COVID. And it took that for most of us, you know, getting kind of through that, and especially with Espita Consulting, getting through that really rough patch and realizing that we survived it. We survived that wave. So come like bring it on, like whatever else, like if we survive that by staying, you know, hunkered down at home, what's, who's saying that we can't do it from somewhere else? And yeah. I think that's really the beauty right now. I mean, I, I, 
I am gonna be 25. I have yet to work in the workforce, really. I've yet That's to true. be in a formal office space. People yeah. I've graduated yet have not been in a formal work environment. And so, and I recently saw an article in the news saying that um, some tech companies are being required now to offer uh, like a commuter friendly option. Yes, yes, that yes. could mean working from home. That could mean, you know, working remote and so I just think it's really interesting coming into this new wave of what it does it mean to really work <laughs> so yeah go ahead Carlos no I was gonna kind of expand on that you, uh, you you made me think of something you know it's that ethic that work ethic that my parents instilled in me that that will leave a little bit of guilty conscience in my mind like there were times where I had to, like, I had a call like 5.30 in the morning and then at 6 and then at 7. And I had that pressure in me that I had to hurry up and get to the office so people wouldn't assume that I just rolled out of bed like 20 yes, minutes. Yes, yes. Right? And I remember I always I always used to joke, I felt like I needed to wear a T-shirt as I walked in that said, I've been up since 5.30. Because <laughs> I, felt guilty. I felt guilty walking into the office at 10.30 in the morning, but that's the only time I had to jump in the car and actually be in the office, right? And so it's funny because now the, the the only thing I have to worry about is making sure that you can't see below my waist and see my, you know, <laughs> um, but, but like I said, you know, um, I think there's part of that kind of work ethic that's instilled in us where we feel obligated to be present yes. and show up and, 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 and make sure that people recognize or notice that we're there. And, and I think this is yeah. definitely steps on my shift. One thing along those lines that I would say that I do quite a bit is 99% of the times that I'm on a video call with somebody, I turn my camera on. Um, because, you know, there's a lot that can be accomplished by just reading the, the, the sentiment on somebody's face. And yes, what you're yes. is people feel guilty if you have it on and they don't. Yes. And many times, especially women will have to, they'll say, hey, look, Carlos, I apologize. It's 7.30 in the morning. I haven't a chance to do my face yet, right? And I was like, don't <laughs> just turn it on. This just makes me feel better. It makes it's almost like I'm wearing that shirt, like, hey, I, I'm here, right? I, yeah. I want you to show. I want to prove that I'm here and ready, and that I'm not like sitting in my, you know, in my backyard somewhere, still wearing my pajamas or something. So, <laughs> oh my God. A, a bit of that kind of validation. Oh my God, you know, Carlos, you reminded me a uh, true story. So, um, I had a 7:30. Uh, this is when I was still back in the Bay Area. I had a 7:30. Um, uh, LinkedIn one-on-one -on -one with the client and um, until, you know, normally I wake up at least an hour early to shower, get ready, do my, you know, morning routine and all that type of stuff. Anyways, I don't know what happened. I slept through the, the alarm and I literally woke up at 7.30 and I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, what the heck? Well, I rolled out of bed. Good thing that I was wearing my PJ top that was long sleeve. It's still, you know, cold in the winter time. Rolled out of bed. Obviously, I have very little hair, so that wasn't a problem, you know. And I turn on the Zoom, and I, I go on because my shirt looked like it was just a regular, like right now, you know, uh, T-shirt. But um, but yeah, there's there's times where I think I think women, you know, kind of have it a little harder, you know, with the whole makeup and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So Oscar, what's next? Now that you're in Bayarta, what's next? Well, so you know what? Um, one of the things is we're growing the team, and um, yeah, you know, as as Angelica knows, 
we've added some folks to help us do some outreach to uh, Fortune 500 companies as it relates to career and uh, leadership training. Um, and then also here in Mexico, because of the fact that, um, again, as I mentioned earlier, I'm fluent, I'm bilingual, bicultural, so it's my content. Um, we'll be looking at um, reaching out to some of the multinational companies that are here in Mexico uh, to, uh, to do some, uh, uh, some business with them, some training. And, um, you know, the other thing, too, I've been thinking about this as well, is maybe kind of adding another podcast or YouTube channel to that really focuses on this whole concept of multinational living and working. Because I got to believe I am not the only crazy OG out there that <laughs> wants to take advantage of what we've been talking about, the ability to work remote and, and so forth. So I've been thinking about that as well, doing something like that. Carlos, what I... Real quick, what I just heard is that Oscar wants to become a influencer and um, get some <laughs> international sponsorships here. You know, start his own his own beach YouTube channel. That's what I hear. <laughs> I was about to say that it almost sounds like um, like you need a sponsor a trip for me down there so we can get together and brainstorm. And I'll be hey, 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 mira, hey, Carlos. It's ready for you, my friend, okay? <laughs> hey, Oscar, Oscar, just, uh, you know, one thing I did want to give you a heads up on, I don't know if you realize this, and so here's my interview for you, right? Here's my interview for this job to sit next to the next to, the, next to you on that beach. Um, for those of on the call that may or may not be aware, um, the uh, Mexican government just passed a law that made it illegal for companies to hire contractors in Mexico. And so, what, and so what happens is companies like ours who have established a presence in Mexico through contractors, unfortunately, are going to have to let go of the employees. And so I think right now, OG and Aspira has a huge opportunity to help coach and guide people who are going to be out looking for a job in Mexico. Yes. And so leveraging the power of LinkedIn and all that stuff, I think you guys have an opportunity to really create a brand, right? You have the Silicon Valley leader coming out and coaching the local Mexican employee uh, uh, workforce on how to recover from, from some of the job loss and how to maybe, um, you know, start working on personal brand and self-promotion. So if that doesn't get me a trip to the Puerto Vallarta, I don't know. <laughs> We're on. We'll see yeah. you Thanks. soon. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, Carlos. I, you know what? Thank you for sharing that because I, I did not know that. I did not know yeah. that. And obviously that's something very critical, very important uh, information to know. And I'm actually going to make a note here and do some research on that. So thank you. Yeah, we should sure. talk offline because I, I, I might be able to help you out. Absolutely. But, uh, no, awesome. Carlos, my friend, you know what? Thank you for, again, like I mentioned, you know, for agreeing to co-host this. As I mentioned in the beginning, there's no one else that I can think of that, you know, could definitely um, has the experience. Um, obviously, again, you were born here in Mexico, and just a, the success that you are having, and not just the success that you are having, but the other thing that I love about you, my friend, is you, again, your heart. You are, you know, you you mentor other people, you give uh, opportunities to other folks, 
um, young professionals, and then you know, with the ERG consortium too that you are have put together there in Silicon Valley. I mean, um, I mean, you are busy, but somehow you always manage to help other people. So uh, thank you, thank you, Carlos, for for what you do. No, no, it's a pleasure, Oscar. Um, always great catching up with you. I said it once, said it before, man. You are my rabbit to follow, dude. So uh, you know, anytime I can, I can be here with you, you know, it's definitely uh, you know a blessing. So appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And uh, you know, lastly, as we wrap it up here, obviously, I, well, I want to give out a huge shout out to the folks that support me. You know, to my preciosa, who unconditional love and support, um, Angelica, my my uh, brother and uh, sister as well. Um, huge huge support to me so thank you very very much to all of you guys of course oh you make me cry of course it's such a pleasure always i'm glad i'm gonna get to visit you soon um, i need to work on my tan so i'll be there i'll be working too you know gosh this new remote remote working is so difficult but yes i will be sure always be there but thank you carlos thank you to the og this is the ag great seeing you both and thank you everyone for joining us today yes thank you everyone thank you carlos appreciate it thank you for listening to career talk with og be sure to rate us and let us know what content you want to see on our next podcast. For more information, visit our website at www.aspidaconsulting.com.